This episode of Beer and Bullshit is brought to you by Longhorn Lager. Time to grab the bull by the horns and get fucking busy. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, yep. Cue the song. It's time to grab the bull by the horns. Farmers Creed beer. Do 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 to farmers. Beer and bullshit. Chris is sitting way too close to the microphone. Ah, that was you making that extra spurt. Be that papa do. This is the podcast Beer and Bullshit. I'm your host. I was also said I'm your host Chris Pellerin. I'm your host Ben Johnson. With me is Chris Pellerin. We're pouring scotch. The Glendronic. I'm your host Wayne. With me as always is Garth Johnson. This is a guest free episode so whoop, that's the sound of everyone turning off their ipods to find the new episode of smartless no it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun we had a good guest last week and skipped a week after that and then <laughs> yep here we are do you want some scotch fuck yeah um how's your week been oh well i guess how's your two weeks been um, good. As I discussed, as I'm in a new job at work, that's been interesting and busy. Right. I also had Sunday in my basketball game some less good news. Oh, no. Invited my wife and daughter out for the first time. We were going to beat this team as full of pieces of shit. The and, team is full of pieces of shit? Yeah, and then I had the largest blunder of my entire athletic career. I With .7 seconds left, I decided to cover the net. On an inbounds, let my man get wide open for a buzzer beating three to tie it. And we lost in double overtime. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. Your I, guy jacked a three in double overtime yeah, for the I was daring him to shoot threes all game long because he wasn't a good shooter. And then he made, he canned it. And But think about how good he felt. The shot of his life it was what a couple <laughs> of guys on the tech group team thread said afterwards because they didn't want to acknowledge me saying, sorry, I ruined our fucking season. <laughs> was so, it like, why did it ruin the season? It was the semis. Oh, This wow. is, we're going to the gold medal, the championship game, or, hear me out, one guy will have a brain fart that he will live with for the rest of his life. I, well, it's I probably, to be fair, that's your, the rest of your life isn't that long. That's true. Statistically speaking, you won't have to Statistically live with it. If it was, this happened in high school... I'm highly likely to be at least halfway through my life right now, yeah. statistically yeah. speaking. So you're good. The blender won't even be with you half your life. But I, I, I honestly, I didn't sleep all night Sunday after the <laughs> game. Of I just basketball. kept visualizing my slow, shitty closeout. Amazing. It was so bad. I'm actually close to crying thinking about it. <laughs> I think my biggest blender in sports entertainment history was the day we had a tournament in Slow Pitch City. We had so much time in between games that we went to Chuck's Roadhouse and for some reason, at Chuck's Roadhouse on a Sunday, it was $3 martinis. Do you recall this? I day? recall that. <laughs> Best martini in town, if I recall. A three, I had three $3 gin martinis in my <laughs> softball uniform. And then we went back. Uh, I probably hit the best hit ball of my slow-pitch career deep to uh, right field. The guy was, was not paying attention. And as I rounded second, I... Uh, I, I thought I might have a chance at an actual home run, and I got so excited. I ran so fast that I got... It was faster than my legs could carry me, and I just bailed so hard. That hurt my wrist. I remember that. Really badly. I got really hurt. But it was uh, pretty good. I mean, not as bad as losing in the semis, but uh, still pretty bad. Well, you know, you never know where the day's going to take you, and uh, you have really cheap martinis. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, speaking of cheap martinis, I don't have anything. Commodore's yet. Lounge in, in New Orleans. Is that where you go for cheap martinis? Twenty-five cent martinis. Are they really martinis, or are they just like a shot of vodka? No, it's like the best martini of my life. And, well, the best three martinis of my life. There's a maximum of three, and you don't leave when you just had two. But it wound up being a lunch, and then uh, the wife and, and I walked around for about three hours, and I was drunk from those martinis. Well done. From 75 cents? Yeah. Nicely done. I didn't find that place in New Orleans when I went for work. I didn't look too hard in that area. I I looked at the, you know, damp, stinky, filthy bar strip and said, I get the idea, and I went somewhere else. No, this was somewhere else. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Wasn't on the strip? It was not in the French Quarter. I did some traveling for work last week, and... Uh, How's that? Man, you, uh, you can really see that our beer scene is so far behind. I was in both St. Paul and Minneapolis, uh, which have roughly the same population of London, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Like collectively? No. No each? no each. But both have infinitely better downtowns, bar scenes and restaurant scenes. So I mean the beer is a no brainer because we don't have half as many good breweries as, you know, Minnesota and the surrounding areas, but just the restaurant and bar scene is so much more decent than our shitty downtown here in London. It's disappointing. Yeah, I mean I was out last Friday at Lucy's here. Which isn't a bad time. But I remember I was out last December. And I thought, you know what? Nobody's out in London. Uh, I was out in Toronto and there was tons of people. And then I went out in London and everywhere was packed on a pub crawl. I'm like, oh, it's just me. I don't go out. That's the difference. Yeah, but even Lucy's is like a copy of a nice place. I don't think it's really a nice place. Like It's trying to be... I don't know. There's no more than any history. Like It's like Lucy's has been here, like, what, a year... I don't know how long. About 115 years. Lucy's? Yeah. <laughs> Lucy's. It's got culture. The place next to Jim Bob's, or next to Toboggan. It's got culture coming out to Wazoo. Anyway, there's some good old ancient... There's so many good dive bars in Minneapolis. that So I, I work in the... My, my company is headquartered in the area, so when I have to go there for work, I will now make it a tradition to go to a dive bar. Oh my god, if you go to a good old American dive bar, we got nothing like that. Even in Toronto, there's nothing like a good classic American dive bar. It still reeks like smoke for some reason. I always have Miller High Life and a bourbon. It's just a fucking great experience. Well, I just don't think you would seek that out around here, locally. You go to a shithole bar in London, for sure you But can. even the shitholes are kind of cool, and the people there aren't like shithole people. <laughs> like it's like a shithole well, in London is like... Then. You need shit. But it's people both. It's like this has been a dive. It's been here for 50 years. There's people that have been coming there for 35 years. And there's like hipsters too. It's not just like I'm trying to be a dive bar, but I'm not actually a dive bar. And it's not like so much of a dive bar that you wouldn't even want to set foot in it. There's a perfect sort of vibe of like this is actually a dive bar and it's cool and it's got decent food and beer. Fake dive bars feel fake. Real dive bars feel scary. <laughs> like there's like a. I don't know what the balance is, but we ain't got it in London. And I don't even think Toronto has it. Fight me if you disagree. I'd love to know, what's the Toronto dive bar that you're like, this is totally what you're looking for. Someone's probably going to say Horseshoe Tavern, and maybe I'll give you maybe a horseshoe, but I don't know about anywhere else. I used to play in some dive bars in my punk rock days. What is with my dog? You get him fired up. Do you put fucking treats in your socks or in your underwear when you come over here? 
my lunch in my lunch sack's full of beer now. Though. If you're just joining us, my dog's name is Egg. He is a pot cake rescue from the Bahamas, and he gets fired up when Chris comes to do the podcast. He's a big beer and bullshit fan. Um, and he's a big fan of your co-host, Ben. Because I give him the love, you know? Yeah, he likes anyone that's not in this house and sick of him when people come over and pet him a little bit. And if last week, if you couldn't tell, he had to jump onto this love seat with us two weeks ago when we were talking to our friends at Muddy York. He, very large dog, had to join us on a not so large love seat. Well, as all of our listeners would know, there's a love seat. <laughs> what do you mean? Why would they know what our surroundings are? Place is a purely audio show. Well, maybe you heard a dog, and you're like, "Oh, that is the oh, sound of a like dog a jumping on a love seat." I think I think our listeners are savvy enough to know. Um, should we do some news? This is a, this is the like people tune in to listen to the to the hot news. That's what I gather. What is the hot goss? You know what? It's so hard to find Ontario beer news these days because uh, Canadian. Beer news shut down. So no one knows what's going on anymore. So they turn to beer and bullshit. And it feels like uh, a lot of pressure. What's your phone blowing up? Hot, well, hot off the presses. We got beer news coming in off the wire. Who else is beer news that's from the States? And it's not good. There's cra- another craft brewery has shut down. Oh my god. That just came <laughs> Your phone makes a beep every time a craft brewery shuts down? Yeah. It's the same sound as my work email. But um, every time I check if it's an email... It's really another craft brewery, unfortunately. That's unfortunate indeed. There is some news. It's not local, but from Manitoba. Uh, Winnipeg, in fact. The local Winnipeg watering hole in Good Neighbor Brewing Co. Why does it say in Good Neighbor? Is it in Good Neighbor? Is that the, the city? No. Good Neighbor Brewing is the name of the brewery. They've strived to offer an inclusive, welcoming environment. On top of the tasty creations they have on tap, uh, they have won uh, New Brewery of the Year for 2023, and it's the first all-female LGBTQ-owned brewery in Manitoba. So that's all right. That sounds like a little. I don't know much about Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm guessing they're not brimming. Well, clearly they're not brimming with LGBTQ-owned breweries because this is the first. So that's pretty good. And the fact that they're making good beer too. Power to. Uh, Good neighbor brewing. I like that. Me too. My brother wanted to meet in Manitoba because he lives in Saskatchewan. He's like, let's go on a family vacation. We'll meet in Manitoba. And I said, fuck no. He's like, we'll get a cabin. I'm like, I have a two-year-old. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, maybe now I will go because my brother's not enough drop. But a female uh, LGBTQ-owned brewery in Manitoba, that is a drop for me. I'm going to go check that out. Have you been out to visit your brother? No, I've never... I've been to Saskatoon for work, but my brother lives in Regina. Shout out to Rebellion Brewing. I do have some online correspondence with their uh, brewmaster. But I, uh, I quite liked Saskatoon when I was there. It was unseasonably warm in December, so we were able to just kind of walk around, check out some bars, get yep. some cool spots. Saskatoon is cool. I had dinner in a very cool restaurant uh that was in an old chinese restaurant <clears throat> and they kept it exactly the same as like 60s 70s maybe maybe 80s not 60s but like it was the exact decor and signage they didn't change anything except amazing menu and food it was wicked it's now closed 
True story. That's a true story. It's a good story. And then the chef was on Wall of Chefs, if you're into that show, because I was. It's topical with Chinese New Year this Saturday. Uh, Gung Hai Fa Choi, Chris. Hmm. Was that pretty good? Was that pretty good? It was was an effort. (laughs) It was a white guy saying it under duress. Um, what else is in the beer news? This isn't beer news, but it's uh, maybe uh, intoxicant-related news, so we can talk about it. But I <clears throat> I quite enjoyed Michael Bublé uh, clearly being on Mushrooms at the uh, All-Star Game. That was pretty funny. That was quite funny. I mean, I don't know why he thought it was a great idea to microdose right before your your press responsibilities at the All-Star yeah. Game. I mean, a microdose is not supposed to get you fucked up. That's the whole point no, of a microdose. It's supposed to get you a little fucked up. That's why it's called a micro. Oh, people microdose up. for work. They're like, it makes me productive and happy. That's like a micro, micro-dose. All right. Maybe that's what he thought he was doing. He was going to draft He was gonna draft players well. Well, having experienced similar things from a, quote, microdose before, mm-hmm. it's really, if it just, if it catches you the right way... It's like you just have a only like a 15-minute mushroom peak, which in a lot of cases is better than 10 hours. But it if you're not expecting it, it <laughs> yeah. I've been there before. Well, and I, I recall from our handful of times we've done mushrooms together back in the day is that they hit you quick and then kind of go away. Whereas it's everyone else is like a slow burn. You're like, we're like, oh, are these like bad mushrooms? And you're already tripping balls. I do process things quickly, but I don't. I wouldn't say it goes away quickly. You stay high. I my I stay for a while, but then I would usually finish up before you guys. Back in the day, <laughs> you always finish before me. What does that mean? Two guys sitting on a love seat. It's a weird thing to say. Well, Why is your hand on my leg now? <laughs> we are matching, by the way. If you're not, uh, if you're not watching at home, because no one is, <laughs> we're wearing the same color shirt and pants. What color shirt? <clears throat> oh, this is be garnet. Hmm. Somebody said today, you're wearing a maroon shirt just like a couple people in the office. I said, no, this is garnet. That's burgundy. There's no maroon around here. I think I would call this maroon if I hadn't gone to a school that was garnet and gray. It makes you wonder why there are so many different color descriptions for the same mediocre color. And you know what it is? It's navy red. Hmm. Right? I like that. (laughs) Garnet and maroon are just navy red. Change my mind. Um, I took some uh, mushrooms today. But I bought mushrooms that are zero psychedelic effect that were pitched like as like... Cremini with your steak? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just eating chunks of portobello and I'm getting nothing out of it. That's ridiculous. No, it's from a company called Mojo. And they, I guess they were on Dragon's Den or Shark's Tank, whatever the one we have for Canada. And uh, it's supposed to be like mood and focus enhancing. And I, I don't know. I read the literature and they hooked me in. I think it did Ooh. fuck all for me today. I don't know. I'm going to give it a go tomorrow again. Sounds wallet reducing. It was uh, not super expensive, but not cheap. But uh, I don't know. I think someone's just trying to capitalize on the microdosing trend. And uh, I suggested we microdose <laughs> for real for this podcast in honor of Michael Buble. You declined. That wouldn't go well for me. I still have a very early wake up and mushrooms tonight on a Tuesday would not be a good idea. It's a microdose. You just said some people work on that. But what if it's a buble dose? <laughs> Go away quickly, like I just explained. I'm sure buble was fine later. He's like, wait, why did I talk about mushrooms when I was in front <laughs> yeah, of 60 I, I, reporters? I actually even needed to check out his social media to see if he commented <laughs> about how dumb his press conference was. Uh, what has struck me about this whole thing is the hate people have for Michael Buble. Like, who's this guy? Why is he relevant? Why would I give a fuck? For the record, Michael Bublé is a treasure. I love Michael Bublé. He's got a voice like an angel. He's clearly got a sense of humor. Good Canadian guy. 
And he's microdosing at the NHL All-Star Game. What's not to love? Yeah, I think the worst thing you can say about Michael Bublé is maybe he seems a little smug and arrogant, but he's successful enough and... That's a Most vibe, people That's a vibe. He's wearing a suit. He sounds way. like a million bucks. He's worth a million bucks. I don't know. <laughs> At right. least one million. Someone's got buble fever. I like the guy. Uh, did I ever... I think I told you my minor buble brush with fame, kind of, sort of. I was in the U.S. and uh, talking to someone at a work event <clears throat> and introduced myself to four people and was met with silence. And, uh, you know, since 1988, that's not... Usually the response I get when I tell people my name is Ben Johnson... Have I told this story on the show before? We're, we're, we're losing the last few listeners now by repeating <laughs> a long-winded Buble. Uh, anyway, somebody story. texted Michael Buble about me. End of story. Uh, but shout out Ben Johnson and Buble. I loved it. Exactly I only have so many stories. Uh, this is an interesting story for you, Chris. Sega. You know Sega. I'm familiar. Of, Sega. The, of Genesis fame. I guess Sega uh, had a handful of arcades across Japan. That was kind of like their vibe. I don't know if it was related to their um, Genesis, or what was their first system? The Master System? The Master System. But presumably they have a slew of amazing arcade games we don't even know about here. Uh, but they had a handful of actual arcades in Japan, and people were worried they were going to get shut down, and there would be no more arcades there when Sega sold it. But it appears like the company that bought it in downtown Sapporo uh, is turning it into not only arcades, but they're also putting craft beer in there, too. So, honestly, Japanese craft beer and a former Sega arcade that's now Gigo, G-I-G-O. Mm-hmm. We got to get ourselves to Japan. That seems like a good idea. The Gigo Kokono Susikino Arcade. I said that perfectly. The whole continent of Asia is going to have a problem. Gigo Kokono! <laughs> Why is it always like an angry samurai when I, when people do Japanese? Uh, or, a giggle, or a giggling woman. Like, yes, it's a teenage girl Gigo giggling. Kokono. Or, or uh, Sato from Karate Kid 2. Uh, I think the... Uh, He's our, Okinawan, just so we're clear. Okay, for those who are listening that weren't clear... Uh, arcade slash craft beer is a wicked combination that isn't done enough, if you ask me. We have it in Tilt. I know. We do. We have Tilt. It's kind of like a dive bar in our hometown that you were just lamenting. It's not a dive bar. It's like refurbished, clean arcade systems. Some of the games don't work. That's kind of divey. No, you're not getting it. I'll have to take you to Minnesota. I feel like Sega, Sega is owned by Nintendo now in a disgusting, incestual acquisition. Really? I don't know if that's true. If only we had all the information in the world in our pockets. Maybe, maybe it's Sony. Out. Sonic shows up, though, still elsewhere. The Dreamcast was an underrated system. Trivia just question saying things for about you. systems right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love a TurboGrafx-16. Whatever happened to Crash Bandicoot? I asked a few people this not long Where's ago. Bonk? <laughs> for, uh, that's that's TurboGrafx-16. Everyone knows that, Ben. I know. I just mean, where um, did he go? I miss that guy. A I, small, I, bald baby who bonks things with his head? That's a great concept for a video game. I asked a couple people this the other day that would have no business knowing, but I wanted to ask them anyway. What was the original game that came with the Sega Genesis? The first 16-bit system widely available. I want to say Ninja Gaiden. No. Bad call? It was a Nintendo game. It no, it wasn't. Was it was. You're fucked. Oh, Tekken? No, there was a, there was, there was a, video, like a, a ninja game that came with Sega. Am I close? No, Sega Master System Shinobi was a bit of a flagship That's game. the game I was trying to think um, of. But the Sega Genesis 
the first game was Altered Beast. Oh yeah, and you could turn into two different. You became beasts. a beast, and you were yeah. way tougher. Great and then game. otherwise, you were just like a wimpy man for a bit. I feel like that was the first like line in the sand of you know like you're this or you're that Sega versus Nintendo. Which was funny because they they had like eighty percent of the same titles. But almost everyone was a Nintendo. I feel like Sega people were weird people. Like if you had a Sega Master System instead of a Nintendo Entertainment System, you're a piece of shit. My wife did, and we got See? through the Nintendo versus Sega Master System. We what got you- through that early in our relationship. Oh, good. Did you bring her over to the Nintendo side? Um, she also liked Nintendo, and I also liked Master System, so we compromised, and you know, That's fast great. forward. That's great news. Um, here's a stupid thing I googled today. That counts as news, right? I think so. Uh, I think it's just a column from Duluth. But <laughs> and you're going to read the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read it out loud. Today, I wanted to discuss... No. Uh, for some reason, this guy has taken on the Pepsi versus Coke argument from a beer drinker's perspective. Americans prefer Coke at 60 to 65% over Pepsi at 35 to 40. Um... Pepsi is sweeter, I'd agree, and less carbonated. Coke has a stronger CO2 bite and a flatter caramel flavor. So this is like actual tasting notes about Coke. Mm. Interesting. Uh, for the record, Coke is much better. I, Pepsi is just poor man's Coke. I came from. I grew up in a uh, Pepsi house, popless house, right? Except for caffeine-free diet Coke, the scourge of every child growing up in the eighties. Um. So I, 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 my introduction to Coke and Pepsi was through my friend Ben Johnson, who had lots much, of Coca-Cola. much Coke classic. Coca-Cola was prevalent in my home. Um, I'm going to cut to the chase. The short version seems to be that uh, brewers prefer Coke because of the bite, which this guy seems to relate to hoppiness, but that's stupid. I could believe it. I could believe that. Um, Coca-Cola is like a, is like a good, strong-tasting... Poppy beer. <laughs> Pepsi is like a flat, shitty lager. Pepsi is the hazy IPA of pe- beverages. No, I think it's a flaccid lager. Flaccid. Flaccid lager is a great name for a beer. Mm. <laughs> it's not bad. There are certain things that... disappointed lumberjack on the can. There are certain things that need to have Pepsi, though, <clears throat> just because my taste buds associate the thing with Pepsi, i.e. Taco Bell, because Pepsi owns Taco Bell. So if I were to just buy the tacos and then come home and have a Coca-Cola, there's something just not right about it. You need a fountain Pepsi with your tacos. You need fountain Pepsi with KFC. I do think that the fountain Coke and the fountain Pepsi difference is smaller than the canned. Mm, Okay, okay. I'll give you that. Did you know that uh, Pepsi bought fast food restaurants because they couldn't get into them? It was cheaper for them to just buy KFC and... So they own Yum, the the Yum brand restaurants. Yum brand? Yeah. I don't know. PepsiCo is a, like Frito Lay, Pepsi, yeah. and KFC, KFC, and a few others, and the other one. But yes, they just opted to stop trying to compete with the big marketing dollars of Coke and like, why don't we just own fast food restaurants? And they did. So that's the only reason they're in there because Pepsi's trash. They had to buy a whole chain. And you know what? T- while we're on the subject and no one's listening. Taco Bell, I enjoy Taco Bell, but it used to be the deal was the food's low grade, it tastes good, but it's cheap. Now they've jacked the prices up, and what the fuck are you doing, Taco Bell? That's the whole vibe. We know it's 
basically grade E meat, but we're not paying prices for it. Well, I think they've improved the meat, but... They haven't. Taco Bell is fucking terrible. It's like my least favorite. I love Taco Bell. Street. I could eat four soft tacos and four hard tacos right now with a Pepsi and some hot sauce. That sounds amazing. Well, I could do it, but <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy it as much as anything meat else. Is me- anything else in the whole world. Anything else along that stretch of Highbury, the fast food golden mile. We do have it all. And for those who are new to London, uh, or if you've been watching... Uh, <laughs> if you've been watching the podcast, there's a new Arby's. Less than two years young. No, if you've been watching our friend Cass Enright's series, A Quick Beer, where he toured London, he missed a very important strip. He toured all the beer-related places and a couple of dive bars for his little video series. He missed Highbury, which has, I mean, let's go through it. I'm going to go I'm gonna go north to south. I'm going to start at Fast Eddie's, McDonald's, Taco A&W. Bell, A&W, Arby's, which is the crown jewel. If you go a little bit east, you got your uh, Burger King right there. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen's there. Starbucks, if you want to count that as fast food. You got... Pizza Nova. Harvey's. Firehouse Subs. It's fucking crazy. So, we don't have a good downtown or any kind of culture or dive bars, but man, if you go to Highbury and Oxford... Highbury and Cheapside... We got seven craft breweries, but we got at least two of everything else. It's true, we do. Where's the other Arby's? Do we have a second Arby's? Yeah, Wellington South. Is this still there? Oh, yeah. We should have a road trip. (laughs) If you're just joining us, this is beer bullshit (laughs) and uh, fast food. Uh, So, we we stopped at an Arby's after a vote. I've, I've convinced... Two thirds of my children that Arby's is great. It's good. And we were driving through the states. Where should we stop for lunch on a long drive? And we got to three out of five of us voting for Arby's. Right. It's a huge mistake. American Arby's is not as good as Canadian Arby's. Really? As my youngest daughter said, the roast beef tastes like human meat. Oh God. She really has a way of <laughs> defining food and drink that she doesn't like with stuff that you nobody would ever eat. <laughs> tastes like human meat. Like, is there something that you should be telling us here? <laughs> Um, best, best fries in fast food in the world. There's no, nobody comes close to the curly fries. They're the best fries. They're number one. I'm always shocked when, usually you and I, somewhere in a vehicle, when we pass an Arby's and there's someone who's like, you guys fucking eat Arby's? Like, yeah, everyone should eat Arby's. It's fucking great. How do you not eat Arby's? It's always the largest guys. Like, you're 300 pounds and Arby's is... That's true. We have had big guys, yeah, I don't eat Arby's. Like, well, you eat everything else, you tubby, (laughs) tubby bitch. (laughs) <laughs> they don't listen Shit, to the show. I'm I'm starving, and they eat the headrest instead of. Do you think like, we can get Arby's fries. to sponsor this show? Just the curly fries, even I don't even care. I don't fuck with the I don't fuck with the horsey sauce. That's disgusting. Well, let me tell you, I've been on spiritual journey with a horsey sauce with horseradish in general over the last kind of decade or so sure and i'm all about that horsey sauce now that isn't it just mayo and ho- it's a horseradish mayo it's fucking great okay i had horseradish mayo on the roast beef sandwich i made myself today did you make your own horseradish mayo no he bought a horsey you get sauce? it in a little squeeze bottle he bought it's fantastic buy, he, jacob and i ripped through it and like takes like three weeks and we're done our horsey mayo what else do you put it on other than roast beef? You can dip french fries in it if you want. Oh, that's disgusting. You could dip Arby's curly fries in it if you want. Now feeling. we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay, what else? We got beer news. I mean, we're definitely talking. We're we're talking. No one's listening, but it's happening. Okay, here's one. A poll. A, a, poll, a recent poll of Americans. Uh, who's the American 
Who is the man that Americans want to have beer with the most? I'm going to give you some. Let me see. Nearly. No, that's going to give it away. I'm not going to give that away. Um, no. Okay, so why don't you just guess? Well, I already looked at the answer. Oh, I already sent you this article. But I'm going to guess Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you know the answer. This actually might be a football-specific poll. But it's Travis Kelsey. That's odd to me. That's got to be 100% sure? Taylor Swift. Like, why would people choose him of all people? Like, he's just a generic football guy. Seems... Oh, no, he's more than a generic football guy. Like, he had his own dating reality show. Yeah, he's like, got a personality. He's got a podcast with his brother that, that has pretty good traction, but... You got a beer with any living American man, you choose a Kansas City Chiefs football player? Like, no, that's... I wouldn't. No, oh, it's so boring. Who would you choose? What did I say? Living American man? Besides Buble. He's Canadian, but... <clears throat> David Letterman. But he doesn't drink beer. Um, probably just drink a beer and he could have whatever he wants. Although, he's kind of cranky and I don't know if he'd be that fun. Like, if you're looking for fun factor... He'd probably just shit on you the whole time. Which I mean, would be great. Would be I think he good. would just be like, what? Well, it's time to go. And he'd be just looking at his assistant, like, How, can we wrap this up soon? He wouldn't actually be Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Johnson. I just came in here. I just introduced myself. <laughs> he'd just stand up and walk out. Uh, most fun... And I'd go for the most... Like, who's the funniest guy? You know, Nate Bergazzi is really fucking funny. He'd be, he'd be a good guy to have a beer with. He'd be fun to have a beer with. Uh, Bill Burr would probably crack you up at things you were like felt bad laughing at, which is always a good laugh when you're like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be laughing at this. I enjoy that laugh. Um, I think I'd pick a comedian. That's probably a good call. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go too down, down any rabbit holes with anything too intellectual over beers. I'd probably... Have a beer with George R. R. Martin. Like, where is the next volume? <laughs> the Song of Ice and Fire, man. We've been waiting. Does he drink beer? Uh, is he alive still? He's going to die soon, right? Isn't he like a big, fat troll kind of a guy? I mean, he's a little overweight. <laughs> I don't know how to call him a big, fat troll, but imagine your life's work. And my axe! That character and is based on him, wasn't it? <laughs> that's Gimli. I, I, know, that's, I know it is, and I knew it would make you mad that I'm mixing them disgusting. up. Disgusting. <laughs> Um, but imagine you're just all you would hear about all day long is all of your biggest fans talking about how you're gonna die before you finish your book series. It's like fuck you. Would that I'm motivate you, being. or would you be like, would cause the writer's block? Well, he finished a couple more chapters. Mm-hmm. That's been the update every two months for the last twenty. The years. brutal part is when it's some, when he dies and someone's gonna finish it for him, and it's just gonna be endlessly debated. Yeah, sometimes that's okay. Like. I read a Wheel of Time. Do you think you could do it? If if someone said, "Hey, I don't know why he picked you, but George R. R. Martin said the guy that's got to finish this is Chris Pellerin." How copious are his notes? He extensive. No, then probably not. Still, <laughs> that'd be a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'd rather write his will. <laughs> Just leave yourself all his money. Well, I would be kind of creative about it. <laughs> For 23 different characters. Who would get his axe? Would you get his axe? And my axe goes to Chris <laughs> You are treading a thin line, friend. Let's have a beer. We've been drinking uh, scotch. I don't know where I got this scotch or why I have it, but it's called the Glendronic, and it's aged 12 years. It tastes pretty good. Glendronica. The Glendronic. Do you like the Glendronic? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. Have you seen um, The Traders on Netflix, the reality show? Like, it's kind of like a 
murder murder mystery kind of thing. No, this podcast is officially just us talking. <laughs> no, fuck no, it, who cares? But Alan Cumming, uh, who played our favorite Boris in yes. uh, GoldenEye, yeah. like I, I, Lena and Jacob started watching it before me, and they thought his accent was fake. I'm like, no, he's Scottish, but he is laying it on. <laughs> like, and every single. Every single cut, he's got a more elaborate episode. It's like, it, it's unbelievable. You should watch it. Just I, I like Alan Cumming quite a bit. He was in a, a lawyer show, uh, The Good Wife. I think, yeah, The Good Wife. And um, um, Chris is offering me three beers. It's uh, London Lager, Keats, or London Ice. I'm going to go Keats. I noticed you didn't offer me the instigator. From, Would you like the instigator? Do you only have one? I do, but... I, no, no, you have it. You're, you're, you're a logger boy. I know, but it's instigator. It's a beauty. Oh, well, shit. It's okay. You have it. It's okay. Come to my house to bring one good beer that I want and just drink it in front of me. That's fine. Well, you haven't had an IPA in like three years, asshole. I drink IPA all the time. Um, anyway. Easier the better. Maybe I shouldn't go where I was going with Alan Cumming. I have a hard time when he plays a straight man. Because I watched that show. I'm like, why is that guy pretending to have a wife? Kate's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, he's... I mean, what do you mean? I'm like, she's like, no, that's his, or whatever. Like, you had a female love interest. I'm like, oh, he just seems really quite uh, flamboyantly gay in this program, and he's here he is not. So, anyway. You're going down a slippery slope here, Ben. I know, I know. This is dangerous territory. I like the guy. He's a good actor. I thought he was a good uh, nightcrawler. I thought he was great as, uh, what does he always say? It's something about victory? I am invincible. <laughs> that's what it is. Anyway, uh, I had a hard time. With him playing straight in that show, I'm no sorry. Apologies to all the Alan Cumming fans. Um, I have a question for you. It's not beer related, and we were looking for some advice questions. Mm, we get a lot of those in the mailbox, and honestly, there were so many this week I couldn't pick just one. So maybe we'll do save that for a mailbag extravaganza. So this is a real world scenario that I would like your take on. Okay. Um. So I I coach a club volleyball team and there's another team same age guys we coach 15 you boys so they're 14 15 years old one of the assistant coaches on the other team uh was dismissed for being in the group text with the players and playing Fortnite with them now as far as i've understood there was no untoward comments or behavior. So he's uh, about, he's in his 40s, well, let's assume, and he's playing Fortnite and texting with 15-year-old boys? As, as part of the group thread. Now, I mean, there are clear rules in youth sports. You, you know, there's no one-on-one interaction and to, that's to protect the kids. I get all of that part of it. But within a group text and and virtually over a video game system, um, I was a little surprised to see him dismiss. He'd been coaching with... These other two coaches for seven years. What would be? I guess thought? it's kind of weird. I wouldn't want to be on a text chain with fifteen-year-old boys, uh, personally. But as weird as this sounds, I would wonder how active he was in it. Like if he's just like someone added him and he's occasionally like, oh yeah, or like he'll jump on his Xbox or sometimes play with them. Still kind of weird. But a dismissed, maybe just be like, hey, bud. That's not cool. Maybe jump out of that chat thread. Like, before you just get <laughs> dismissed. Yeah, maybe a warning or something, or I'm not even sure how it came up, but... I but also, like, is the conversation of a bunch of 15-year-old boys appropriate to be part of as a 42-year-old? Like, I hear the shit my 10-year-old says, like, 
you guys gotta stop talking like that. If you're a part of that, it's it's, it's not probably even. not. Like I'm a pretty immature guy, and then I have a hard time resisting sometimes saying like dumb shit. Yeah. Around the boys, right? Uh, that I coach, but they were all confused. They're like, I don't get it. He was just playing Fortnite with them. What's the big deal? Yeah. I'm like guys, there's a, you know, you don't go over to your <sighs> your high school teacher's place to hang out after school. Like, I mean, Wait, you can't do that either. Well, you, were you can't fine. even have a shower anymore. You were fine to do that with <laughs> with your drama teacher, Ben. But it's a simpler time. <laughs> that sounds really a pedophile at our school. <laughs> Careful. What, <laughs> Mr. Beatty? I didn't say his name. <laughs> oh Jesus. yeah, yeah, he's a pedophile. I don't care about adding adding pedophiles on the but show. But why do you say be careful? That comes full circle to our mushroom talk. Have I told that story before? What, Do you remember that we did mushrooms before mushrooms school and dance? You made out with Mr. Beatty? <clears throat> no, we went, we did mushrooms before a school dance. And Sound I, like me? I, I had like hall duty. I, had, I was a I had fully to, grown adult. <clears throat> anyway, I had to block. I had to sit at a table and block people from going, you know, leaving the dance and going down a hall because I was on students' council, and that was my first shift of the dance. And the mushrooms were kicking in, and uh, Mr. Beatty sat beside me, and I was like, "Oh fuck, just maintain, maintain, maintain," and he started chatting with me. And he goes, he goes, this year's crop of grade nine girls is looking pretty good. Yeesh. And I was like, oh, yeah. Just like making conversation. Like, no, please don't notice my fucking pupils are the size of plates. And then like later on in the night, I was like, what the fuck? That guy was talking about grade nine girls. And then two years after we left high school, child pornography arrested. Should we bleep this guy's name? No, fuck it. He had kitty porn. I'm not protecting him. Well, you said his name. I did not. I protect the names of the guilty. <laughs> you protect pedophiles. Anyway, so that was a fun time to be on mushrooms and having a conversation with who I, I mean. I, anyway, this coach is not. <laughs> a, I'm not suggesting same he's guy. A pedophile. Same guy. No. You want to say his name? No, no I'm just no, kidding. I don't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's weird. I don't think you should be friends with 15 year olds. Full stop. That's just awkward. Yeah. 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 There's got to be a line drawn there. It's one thing to be like me and trying to seem cool around 15-year-olds and failing badly at right, it. My just... dad did that. His dad probably... Well, his dad wouldn't have done it. He was a pretty stern man. But that's You're just a... like, hey, let's roll up our shorts and tie our shirts like we're girls. Like that kind of move. Like, let's dance around the chair. Guys, everyone can have a bikini shirt. <laughs> this is fun. We're making our own tank tops today, guys. Totally fine. Uh, this is the show that gets us canceled between... Alan Cumming and Tank Tops. Um, if you're looking to sponsor the show, uh, we're open to, to new sponsors. Speaking of which, let's talk about our sponsor. Let's do a live ad read. Because uh, you know what? The one that, uh, if you're a listener to the show, the one that pops into the middle of every episode is like a little bit like overly sultry. I feel like I'm like... If you want a cool fucking beer, hey, hey this is Alan Cumming. <laughs> you want something special? <laughs> Alan Coleman. Do you want to do it in an accent? Sure. No, just don't do that. Looking for smooth, nope. lightly filtered leather. Stop, stop. You can do it like a farmer. That's your. Okay. I'm not going to do that. That's even more offensive. Your stage direction is do it. Well, they do. They have a southern accent in their commercial at the end of every show. I assume that was a southern gentleman. His name's Wyatt, and he pulls a shotgun on someone for suggesting he might want a sarsaparilla. Mm. Hi. Do I look like a sarsaparilla, man? Okay, read the ad. And we'll... Wyatt here. <laughs> Do it. Looking for a smooth, lightly filled lager with a balanced taste and crisp finish? Lightly filled? Grab the bull by the horns. Longhorn lager from Farmer's Creed Beer is available at Select Beer and LCBO stores. Details at FarmersCreedBeer.com on the internet. Pretty good. 
Wow, they may up our fee on that one. I wonder if they listen. Let's find out. Say something brutal, but no, I'm just kidding. They could find us <laughs> on the internet. They're going to love that pedophile lead-in, for sure. <laughs> Maybe we place that somewhere different in the episode. Um, have you? Have, we don't do Pell's Corner when we don't have guests? Is that the vibe? Uh, correct. Okay. Because <laughs> you're a man of principle, not because you didn't do anything. No, I just... I, I, I always like to tailor Pell's Corner to whoever our guests are. Right. Guessing the personalities of strangers is something I'm mediocre at. The, um... Okay, well, let's we talk a little bit more beer news before we wrap this bad boy up. Give these let's give these people some time back. Like let's first let's pretend we're at work call. Let's, we're gonna give you twenty minutes back. I hate when people say that. Uh, here's the thing that's happening though: the non-alcoholic beer market is expected to reach thirty-four billion dollars U.S. by twenty thirty. I think that's like I I just don't see this happening. I feel like everywhere you see, people are like, non-alcoholic is the thing. Non-alcoholic is growing. Is it? Or are we just trying to make it a thing and people want to sell another thing? Like, I, I, I've always questioned when people have said, the non-alcoholic beverage market is the fastest growing beverage market. I'm like, hey, you ever heard of Coke and Pepsi that we were talking about earlier? There are lots of non-alcoholic beverages that people quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. We're talking about, like, non-alcoholic beer or wine. Or like spritzers with no alcohol. I'm like, I guess. Like seltzer has gone non-alcoholic. So you can get like, what's the fucking? It's just carbonated juice. Right. I don't know why that's different than what. And why would you pay? You can get non-alcoholic white claw. Is it called white claw? Why did it sound so yeah. weird to say? Yeah. yeah, but it is called. Cool. Like, what's the point of white claw with no alcohol? So I think the non-alcoholic beer segment is growing like dramatically, uh, and no better example of that was than. We had Harmons on that. We had we had our buddy on the show. We had Harmons on here, but then we had like through dry January. I'd go out to my basketball game, and after the game, I'd bring a beer for the drive home, have a beer, and and uh, two guys that I'm with, Brandon and Leon, both both doing dry January, and both just cranking non-alcoholic beers. Really? And another guy on the team was like, "Wow, these Sunday games. I just <clears> want to watch football." Like today, I had like 14 non-alcoholic beers. I'm like, "Are you doing dry January?" He's like, "No, no, I don't do that dry shit." But I um, uh, you know, didn't want to be drunk for the game, so I'm like, 14? That's weird. I wouldn't drink 14 of anything. I mean, I would drink 14 regular beers, yes, for sure. True. I don't remember the last time I had 14 beers in one day, though. Mm. Probably in the summer. Probably December for me. <laughs> December? Well, you know what? If you just kind of sip 14 beers? For me, that's a poolside. Like, I start with, like, like... Noonish, I start having a light beer, and then it just keeps going just till snowballs. late night. Yeah, but what? I do think that there is, like, it's the urge. It's why vaping is a thing, right? The the replacement of smoking, and you don't quite get that from drinking water. Like I've been trying to come up with a non-alcoholic drink for myself. If I'm gonna be out somewhere at a restaurant or something and order something that's non-alcoholic, and mocktails don't really do it for me. I've enjoyed club soda with just a dash of bitters. Hmm. And then you gotta, if you want to get stupid and have a bunch of different bitters, you can add it. I mean, technically, there's a little bit of alcohol in that, I guess. What? <laughs> yeah, but you'll be okay. But yeah, I don't. <coughs> anyway, we talked about this on the show numerous times. I can't believe that the non alcoholic beer segment is getting that massive. For me, it's just like, I don't know. Like, we're denying the fact that the alcohol is a big part of why we like beer. 
I'm not. No, me neither. <laughs> when I want to be like dry, I'm like, I need the taste of beer. Like, I like the taste of beer. Do I demand the taste of beer to be dry? No. No, I don't. Water's great. Carbonated water, also great. Bubbly from our friend Michael Buble. Fantastic. Bubbly? Another Buble? Bubbly? It's pronounced bubbly, but he the commercial joke is that it's bubbly. Oh, thank you. Oh, fuck. You look serious. Thank you for Ben's playing. And my axe. <laughs> That's John Rice Davies. The John Rice Davies? Yeah. From uh, Days of Thunder? No, no, no. From Indiana Jones and, <laughs> and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, who does he play? The Ark? Plays Indy. Look at that monkey, Indy. Oh, that guy. Yay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's not a direct quote. No, I know that guy. Is it that guy? Is that guy? Yeah. How did he get so small? Uh, CGI. Wow, the magic of film. CGI and, and body doubles. What? Now I feel tricked. Should we wrap this thing up? I don't know. We're on a pretty good <laughs> run right now. Why don't we talk about uh, Michael Bean? Just because we both can. Okay. <laughs> Favorite Michael Bean film. I feel like we could do a whole episode on Michael Bean. Totally underrated dude. Like the favorite film that he's in? Like Johnny Ringo is his best okay, role. Okay, I was meant to. I didn't finish. Okay. Favorite okay. non Tombstone Michael mm. Bean film. Yeah, I mean Terminator, OG Terminator. And and would you consider the starring role? Yeah. Yeah. He's half the movie. He's the star of the movie, even though Schwarzenegger is really the guy that became the star. But I'm not. I mean, one guy is the titular Terminator for sure. And but I'm not sure that Michael Bean was ever the lead actor in anything. In anything. He's definitely led something garbage, probably. That's not fair to Michael. No, but the fact that we don't know it, top Mr. of mind. Mr. Bean? Yeah, sorry. Sir Bean. Uh, I mean, we got The Abyss. We got. He's good in The Abyss. A lot yeah. of crossover with our, another of our favorite guys, Bill Paxton. Those guys cross paths quite a bit. I wonder if they're buds. You got The Abyss. Bill you Paxton got is. Even Terminator. R.I.P. Terminator. Yep. You got Tombstone. And you got The Abyss. Probably. Uh, I assume that they're buddies. They must be. Somebody's getting the other guy a job every time. Um, I liked him in The Rock. Oh, good call. Great speech. Is he? Wait, is he the guy that's trying to resist, or he's the guy that's trying to? He's do the kill? guy that's coming in to take the commandos down, and he does the passionate speech to Ed right. Harris, and then what? Then takes his whole crew up to get killed. Right. Bad decision. Bad decision, being. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's got to be... Oh, The Abyss is pretty good, too, though. All right, next question. Okay. Who is... Being based? Is this a yes, being based. Oh, good. Who is the modern-day Michael Bean? Mm. Character actor in lots of great blockbustery movies, but never the leading man. But you're always like, I like that guy. Well, I feel like we don't churn out action based movies like we used to in the 80s where that was kind of Bean's bread and butter where the action kind of leads the story so it's hard to find a direct one-to-one comparison but you're thinking Jesse Ventura <laughs> I mean I mean, he'd be a contemporary wouldn't he yes he would maybe even predate Michael let Bean. me tell you Michael Bean me and you are buddies <laughs> that's, my, that's my Ventura that's not bad yeah that's pretty good 
Uh, Commando's amazing. I recently tried to watch it with my son. He was not interested. I'm like, fuck, this movie's so good. Why are you not liking it? Um, Commando or Predator? A Predator. Predator. Yeah. Commando's also amazing. Commando's amazing. I think he was in Commando. No, Commando's amazing, too, though. But I meant blurred lines for some of the I meant to say Predator, but Commando. Okay. Today's Michael Biehn. Hmm. Okay, I got a guy. Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. But he's in a ton of stuff, and everything he's in is amazing. Oh, fuck. I wonder if he's going to be the guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> tell me his name, and I'll tell you if it is. Carl Urban? <laughs> no, no, who's Carl Urban? Carl Urban played Aomer in The Lord of the Rings. He is... Oh, what's he in The Boys? He's, uh, this is great. he's kind of the main guy in The Boys, <laughs> where... Uh, um, like the Aussie guy or the, uh, the the skinny guy? The Aussie guy. Oh, yeah, he's good. And he was in the Star Trek reboot movies. Okay. He's been in tons of shit. I yeah. Mean, he's been on some TV shows. And he's always good. Yeah. Uh, but he's never the leading guy. Okay, so this guy maybe is like way... I would say actually probably had a much better career than Michael Bean, but Sam Rockwell, anything Sam Rockwell's mm-hmm. in, I'm watching. That guy's just awesome. He's never made a bad movie. Did you... Uh, did you ever watch Moon? Yeah. That was good. It was very good. He's not, he doesn't make bad movies. I wasn't expecting Three it. Billboards was fucking good. Seven Psychopaths. Confessions it, of a Dangerous Everything mind. he's in is great. Sam Rockwell's awesome. Green Mile? He's great in Green Mile. Mm. Love me some Sam Rockwell. And with that, I think maybe we should, we should wrap it up. If you want to drop us a line and let us know your favorite Michael Bean fact or uh, movie, anything about Michael Bean. I think we need to do a themed episode, but uh, hit us up with the emails. We're due for a mailbag episode. It's holler at beerandbullshit.ca. Also, if you listen to this 50 minutes and said, I want to sponsor this show, we're open to new sponsorships. Hit us up. Also, if you listened to all 50 minutes, you would recognize that maybe we don't have too many good ideas left for the shows with just the two of us. Oh, yeah. So... Anyone has any suggestions for when our guests <laughs> bail or uh, we don't have a guest? Yeah. We'd love to hear them. We just, you know what? I, we need to be a little bit more proactive, we being me, about booking some guests because we got some gaps. And you know what? I'm a busy guy. So it's not always like, I, you know, Tuesday rolls around and we realize I have no guests. I don't want to scramble. That's not a real invite to invite someone on your podcast the day of. I don't want to do that. If you want to be on the show... Call Chris at home. His number's 226. I don't even know your phone number. You're close. <laughs> it's got the first three right. You know what? Tuesday comes quick every week, you know? Tuesday comes quick every week. That's going to be the name did, of this episode. What movie did Michael be in? Say, Say that, that in. Uh, Days of Thunder. He wasn't in Days of Thunder. My favorite line from Michael Bean in Days of Thunder is when he goes, And my axe! And then he takes out Cold Trickle. It's like, Tuesdays come real quick. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, uh, comment the word jabroni on my next Instagram post, and you will win a sticker. For I'll try to make that happen for real somehow. Goodbye! Thanks, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. A longhorn. Longhorn lager? Do I look like a sarsaparilla man to you? One longhorn coming up. 
Longhorn Lager by Farmer's Creed Beer. Grab the bull by the horns at select beer and LCBO stores. And my axe.